0: What is up everyone? Welcome back to the Hero Project Podcast. everyone, if you don't know what this podcast is about, if this is your, your first time listening, um, if this is your first time checking us out, this is a podcast for people that are not willing to settle. It's a podcast for entrepreneurs, um, leaders, athletes, People that want to be their best. And I'm someone who's just on a journey to be my best, just like everyone else. Um, I'm talking about the things that I'm passionate about. And the hero concept, obviously that word means something, right? I think every single person should be on a journey and and have a mission to be the hero of their own story. But it's also an acronym and I'd recommend going back and listening to the first few episodes of this podcast to understand what that acronym means, and understand, you know, I guess the foundational concepts that these these underlying ideas that really thrive, these underlying personality traits that all great people have, that 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 high achievers, that successful people um, exhibit. That brings me to my next point, which is please share this podcast, share this with someone. Um, It is your duty and your obligation as a listener who gets value from this. If you like this to go share it. Right. This is what we ask of you. There's no uh, it's a free podcast. We're not putting ads on here. We just ask that you would share this and, and let people know if you get value from it. So today, what we are going to speak about is the tendency Of entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think I would say all people who have high standards and set big goals, they all have a tendency to, I guess, I think, hold people to a standard that is unrealistic. And what I mean by that is that because we have a new idea or because we see a problem, or because we know that something needs to be fixed, we assume that others have also seen the same thing. And we assume that others should be able to understand the changes that we think need to be made because we assume they've gone through the exact same thinking process that we've gone through. And you can get away with this in a small team environment you can get away with this when you have a company of four or five, because everybody interacts with everyone and you're always sharing ideas with everyone and and they, everyone kind of understands your thought processes. But once you get to a team of, let's say maybe like eight to 12, you know, somewhere around 10, you have to actually have some sort of organizational structure, right? Where there's kind of like a management structure and people report to someone, And hopefully that isn't always reporting to you as the owner, the the entrepreneur. Hopefully you have a a management function in your business where somebody actually is um, in charge of managing people for you. And what happens, right, is that you expect everyone to know, expect everyone to understand without having clearly communicated and confirming that they understand what you communicated and confirming that they understand the expectations and setting clear expectations and setting clear goals and getting crystal clear on outcomes, right? You just assume that they've, visualized everything that you visualized you assume that they're as obsessed with that exact outcome as you are and the truth is that's not how it works in life is it so we tend to have this very horrible habit of i guess i guess what i would say is just blowing things up when something goes wrong right i, I i'm thinking of a um I'm actually thinking of a basketball analogy, something that happened when I was in college. I remember we we played a team. Um, we ended up losing a game that we could have won, probably should have won. Um, and we were doing a, a film session, and uh, we lost the game for the same reason we always lost whenever we lost games that season. It was because our our game, we had just a, the game planning was terrible, right? We would, we, we tried to act like we were a, a team full of seven footers, even though we were very strong with guards and weak in the post, but like the coach just loved to pound it into the post and he wanted to play this like this very weird defense that was all about packing it in and, and stopping the drive and like blocking shots, even though we were great at the guard position. Anyway, it was always bad game planning. And, um, you know, we had advantages on the perimeter. We had advantages as shooters. We had advantages driving and, and playing, uh, more of a small ball game, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So we always put ourselves in a position due to the game planning that we we basically um were always fighting games that we we shouldn't win, right? And I, and I'm thinking of two examples here. The one, the one that we lost was we were doing our film session and the coach decided he he saw a play that this one was um on on me right where basically i you know if you can picture this if you know basketball i had run over to try to help uh, a defender or i had tried to help defend someone so the point guard was at the top of the key and he started to drive past my point guard who was defending him i had to to slide over and try to try to stop that pers- that point guard who was driving, try to, def- to, to keep him from being able to get all the way to the basket. When I did that, he passed it to my guy. And this is standard basketball stuff. But what it meant is I had to sprint and close out on my guy, which is just a challenging – it puts you in a bad situation as a defender. And what my guy was able to do was take one dribble and pull up and hit a jump shot. And it was a nice shot, right? But my coach, it really, really, really upset him that my guy got that easy shot. And he just blew up the entire film session because he felt like that was unacceptable, right? And despite the fact that really it it wasn't. But at the end of the day, like you, you have to keep things in context, right? So as an entrepreneur, you might be tempted to notice just a, a bad client interaction what the hell was that right how dare you mess up that bad and fail to take into context that everything else that person is doing is is really actually outstanding right so if you, it, it had my coach taken into context the fact that I was helping if I hadn't helped on my on the other my other defender the point guard would have had a layup I had to stop the layup, and by stopping the layup, I ended up giving up a jump shot, which is a lower percentage shot. Um, So statistically, I made the right play. The other piece is that um, if you looked at the statistics for the overall game, the guy I was guarding, the guy who hit that shot, he averaged 16 points a game, and on this particular game, he scored six points, right? So this is a very good scorer who I held to six points. And that was, that was one of his two baskets that he made, right? So he made one three-pointer. He made that one jump shot for five points. And then he went to the free throw line one time and made one of two for six points. And so it's like, overall, that guy really wasn't able to be effective. Right. And and because he got one open shot, you, you just don't blow up the whole film session and yell and scream over something like that. Right. You have to pick your spots. And it makes you lose respect as a people lose respect for you as a leader when you do that. Next. And this is the same team, and this is the same situation which is, um, uh, on, and this, this, this is going to relate back to what entrepreneurs tend to do, okay? Now, on this other team, we had another game earlier in the season where we pretty much blew the team out. We were up by, like, 26. We ended up winning by, like, 16. It was a really solid win. Um, but their best player had scored, like, 24 points, and you know, coach was just so upset, so pissed off that he had had a big game and um this was in the middle of a winning streak for us. We had won i think seven games in a row, and this one thing this this one player who got hot, who was a great player, scored twenty four points he made like five or six three pointers um this just this just pissed off the coach so much that he completely redid everything that we had been doing that had been working for that 7 game winning streak and decided that it wasn't working anymore and we needed to make all these changes. Okay? He decided we were going to play defense different. He decided we were going to have different people defending the best player. He made all these massive switches and I Felt that was a wrong decision, right? It was like, man, we're winning here. Like, this is a bad idea. Um, anyway, entrepreneurs, we have an addiction to making changes, right? We have an addiction. We have, we, we have the shiny object syndrome. Oh, my gosh, this is a better way to do it. Oh, my gosh, I saw this thing. That's a better way to do it. And what we do is we throw our team into chaos, right? Our team thinks, okay, I'm executing the right way. I'm starting to get results. I'm starting to understand how to get how to do what I need to do. And then we make a change and then they're trying to figure it out. And then we make a change. Right. Or we get pissed at them because they're not doing it right. And this is detrimental to team chemistry. Right. Now, let me talk about some of the things that lead to this. Right. And again, you can get away with this a lot of the time when you have a small team, when you're four or five. But as your team grows, it becomes impossible because your attention is spread so thin that you don't get tons and tons of time to interact with every single person on your team. Okay. So one of the things that leads to this type of environment, and I want to be very clear, the environment that, that happens is chaos, right? And you can compare that with order and certainty. Right. Chaos. Some of the signs of chaos are, man, all of your vendor relationships seem like they're stressed all of a sudden. It just seems like, man, like these vendors, it used to work so good, but now it doesn't. Uh, It seems like um, employees come and go way too fast. It seems like when you onboard new employees, they don't seem to get it as fast as the other ones used to. It seems like it's harder now. Right? These are signs of chaos as compared to order where it's like you know exactly what you're going to get all the time. You, you, you know Obviously not exactly, but you can re- reliably predict your outcomes and you can reliably predict how long it's going to take to onboard a new employee. You can reliably predict how effective they're going to be within one month, two months, three months. And all of a sudden, these things aren't working anymore, okay? So what are the things that lead to chaos? Well, the first thing is the fact that your team grows. Your team grows. And a bigger team requires an org chart, an organiz- organizational structure, right? And then once you have an organizational structure, it means you have to have management. So I've seen so many teams of like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, that still meet the entire team meets together when they have meetings, right? They, they don't have like managers meetings or leadership meetings. They don't make decisions and then have an organized way of rolling it out. Right. Um, everyone's in the same Slack channel together. Right. And I've even seen leaders say like, oh yeah, you just, we, you don't have to, you know, we we're honest with each other. Everybody knows everything around here. And it's like, actually, frontline employees, the new person in their first month shouldn't know everything. That's actually not a good thing. Right? And you might think, "Oh yeah, we're open and honest and we're a family around here." But mom and dad don't share everything with their kids when they're 7 years old. Right? You've got to work your way up into the higher levels of knowledge. You have to you have to be given something very simple in the beginning. And execute, 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 get better, get better, get better to the point where you can train your replacement before you start being initiated into the next level of the business, which might be a management function. Right. And people don't have these org charts. So along with an org chart, and and this would be the same on a football team, by the way, right? Like the nose guard doesn't know everything that the quarterback's doing. Right. Right. The linebacker isn't in the quarterback meetings. He's not meeting with the offensive coordinator, right? There's a structure in an organization. And and each person has their responsibility. Now, every person understands the overall vision, right? If you're going to run a play, everybody knows what the play is supposed to accomplish. But each person has their own individual job within that play. (sighs) And each person has to do their job, and they know what's, uh, what's what they are being counted on for. So when you don't have an organization organizational structure, you end up in a situation where nobody actually really truly knows who's what is like who's responsible for what. Nobody actually truly knows who they report to, other than the fact that it's like, hey, I know I need to keep the boss happy. What that tends to lead to is a situation where your only metric for success is, is the boss happy? Is the owner, is the leader, is the entrepreneur happy? Right? And then your word as the entrepreneur becomes the word of God. And that is not something you want. So, and what I mean by that when you say the your your word becomes the word of God, what what I mean by that is that nobody knows how to prioritize anything you're saying. Right. You might say, hey, uh, don't forget to take out the trash today before you leave, just casually as you're as you're leaving. And like like for them, they don't know how to prioritize that is different from, hey, don't like you better hit your sales goal. Right they think they're doing your will all the time because every it's always like the word from on high is always coming down, right? They don't know how to prioritize hitting their sales goal or hitting other metrics that are important to them. It's just like, whatever I'm told to do, I do it, okay? The next piece, once you have that organization, is a structured communications cadence. Right, because this keeps you from dealing with every single thing in the moment. Right, because when you deal with every single thing in that moment, everything seems like an emergency. And when everything is an emergency, everything's a priority. That means nothing is a priority. And so very little actually ends up getting done. This is very, very common. For people who use paid advertising to grow their business is it's like it works really, really good at first and then you have to grow your team to keep up with the growth and then things stop working as well and you can't figure out why. Well, it's because a lot of the underlying systems that you put in place aren't going to work at the scale that you're growing to and you're not able to figure out why. Right. Once you have a team. Your organization has changed. People don't actually understand where they fit in in the organization. They don't know which systems they're responsible for and which systems their manager is responsible for. They don't know when to report their numbers. They don't know how to report to their superior. All they know is like, man, we have to get results. And it's harder than I thought it was to get results. And everyone's frustrated that the results aren't as good as they were four months ago when we really started scaling and we need to figure this out fast. And then you don't put it into a structured cadence where you systematically evaluate, right? Where the leaders get together and they talk about issues and they get feedback from their direct reports. And we have a structured way of going about having communications so that we can make decisions in an organized way. The next thing is that you don't have frameworks for evaluating root cause right one really good way of doing this is is called uh uh, ids right so if you're able to identify something that's an issue something that you want to fix something that keeps happening um having ids meetings which is identify discuss solve right where every single person we we admit something's an issue something isn't we need to fix something Okay, but we have to properly do we have we properly identified the issue. Right. We have to we have to agree on a on a root cause first and then we have to discuss it and solve it. So the difference would be like, well, we're not making enough sales. Well, not making enough sales is not a clear enough identification of the problem. So we would sit in a room and we would say, okay, we're not making enough sales. We all agree that we need to make more sales. However, what are some of the possible reasons we're not making enough sales? Right? And and, and literally just all the possible reasons. There are no bad ideas. You just get it all out. And then we discuss each one. Okay, well, if it's this, how would we, we be able to measure that? Okay, and if it's that... Why doesn't X, Y, Z happen when we do X, Y, you know, ABC, right? And you can work through the problem logically as a team and actually arrive at a much better conclusion instead of just being like, oh, well, we need to make more sales. So uh, let's just hire a new marketing agency. Uh, Let's just, you know, (coughs) excuse me, let's fire our salesperson and hire a new one. (coughs) Excuse me, I got a cough. So. That's that, that would be number two is there aren't frameworks, right? You're not doing, you're not going about problem solving in an organized and, and systematic way. Number three would be just not having an actual strategy, right? Like if you actually have a strategy that you've documented, That you can actually go back and articulate. (coughs) (coughs) If you can go back and articulate hey, what is the actual attraction mechanism we're using? What's attracting people to us? What is the actual core promise that we're making? What are our core values? What are the brand promises? What, how does our offer take people from point A to point B? And you've documented all these things out. And you've been systematic about saying strategically, every single person that enters our ecosystem, here is the journey we're taking them on strategically from point A to point B to point C all the way to Z. And you can go back and evaluate that and say, hey, is, were these actions consistent with our core promise? hey, is is this consistent with the brand promises we make? Is this consistent with the experience we strive to deliver? And we can systematically ask those questions instead of just doing it by gut feel. And then you can ask the employee, hey man, you've been doing some good things, but I noticed this issue and I'm curious, do you think that that's consistent what you did with that customer? Do you think that's consistent with our core promise? Uh, Well, why not? be specific with me. Right? And we could be a lot more Socratic and organized about how we deal with that employee, again in the in the structure of a one-on-one weekly communications cadence where we do a one-on-one weekly meeting, right, rather than just every time we see it. And when we do it that way, we end up with a much more productive outcome and it's not chaotic, it's organized. It's orderly. Okay? And then the next piece would be Uh, Not having scorecards that evaluate performance. Guys, I can't tell you how important this is. Every role in your business needs to have a scorecard where it's very clearly documented what their KPIs are, what key performance indicators are, what exactly they're responsible for getting, who they report to, when they report it, how they're supposed to report And then exactly what their responsibilities are that are being checked on. Hey, I'm responsible for this. It's not a KPI, but I must do this in order to be doing my job. I have to do this, 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 and this. And if I'm not doing it, then I'm not fulfilling on the functions of my job. And they have to report on those things. And when you have a a scorecard like that, and each function in your org chart has a scorecard, instead of running around and just trying to fix every problem. The scorecard tells you exactly where the issue is. Right? You don't have to guess about it anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to wonder and worry. You don't have to get frustrated with people. You don't have to blow the whole business up because you had one bad week. And when you do this, what it will do is it will help you avoid doing things like, oh my gosh, we had a bad week where leads were down. Therefore, I need to go find a new lead gen company. Right. And it's like, Hold on, right? The lead gen company you use helped you grow from 400,000 a year to 1.5 million a year in in the last 12 months. Why don't you have an organized, structured conversation with your lead gen company that helped you do that? And work through and find out if there's a root cause issue that could be addressed. Right. Because then you just go out into the land of chaos and just randomly select something that sounds good. And you may be actually plunging your business into more chaos than actually bringing order to it. Right. And these are the kinds of these are the ways that when you have this kind of structure. It it allows you. To get very predictable outcomes and control chaos. Okay, so. This is very important, guys. I'm going to wrap this up, but this is very important for entrepreneurs because as entrepreneurs, we got where we got by just grinding it out and working hard, didn't we? We just figure it out. And the truth is, is we have to add some order to our lives in order to serve our teams because our teams need order. Our teams need structure and our teams need to know how the system works from a an org chart standpoint from a hey you know who's in charge around here uh who's in charge of this task who's in charge of this responsibility who's in charge of this outcome right it can't just all go back to the entrepreneur always correcting every problem otherwise you will have chaos and your business will be very stressful So, guys, hopefully that helps use that to go make an impact in the world. By the way, um, my company, Brand Lab Media, if you are interested, uh, reach out to us. We can help you implement some of this stuff. So we look forward, guys, uh, to doing more of these podcasts. I'm having a lot of fun with them. Please comment, please subscribe, and please share the podcast. Talk to you guys soon.